Hello, welcome to What's the Tea. He's R to the Edgy. And she's Nick Jew. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, we have some feedback and I wanna do this shit right now. Correct. I got I oh I was so excited about the voicemail. I almost tweeted like we got a vo- we got a real voicemail. We Not have the, a like, couple spam ones from Google right. being like, <laughs> please activate your please use your inbox. Right. I'm pretty sure only one of these is actually yes, a, I agree. a voicemail. So we're gonna play it um as soon as I we're going to cross our fingers, okay, and hope that you all will be able <laughs> to fucking hear it. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, J.K. Rowling, that bitch. Okay, tell me if you can hear this. Hey, Nick and Reggie. Yes. This is Casey, real fan. True uh, blue fan. Um, I'm in the middle of listening to episode 407, and I just wanted to say real, 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 real quick. Um, so the idea of not listening to Michael Jackson came up, and you both agreed that you didn't get why people would. Um, it is a line for me, so I just um, if y'all could delve into that a little bit to uh why you don't get it like uh, do you not believe the accusations or um is it just because he's a once in a lifetime artist just for me just a little clarification again i love y'all like such a fan um yeah just uh uh yeah <laughs> i'm right in the middle of the episode i had to stop and just ask like wait why don't you get that because i'm one of those so uh, I just wanted to know why. Um, but thank you so much. Love the episode. I'm going to finish it now. You want to go first? Um, sure. I'm happy to. I, I, I'll I say I don't I didn't re-listen to what I said. I hope I don't, I don't think I meant I don't get why people don't listen to him. I think that that's not I, what I meant yeah, to no, convey. Yeah, no, I specifically meant I don't get why you would make, like, a hard protest and storm off of the dance floor in the middle of a party. Like, I get I get why people don't listen to him. Yeah, and I, I get why people... I get... I, I absolutely, I absolutely understand the, like, impulse to not choose his music. Um, I get the impulse to not play his music i i feel deeply con- I, I haven't seen the show like i haven't seen you know mj even though everyone says it's it's really incredible and like the actor who played michael jackson not to be confused with the actor who played michael r jackson in a strange loop um but like that actor won a tony for their performance um It's comp. It's uh, ultimately like it's complicated, and I feel deeply conflicted. And because the like justice system is such a hot mess, like I don't think it's not that I disbelieve any of the allegations or whatever. Or no, I shouldn't say or whatever. It's not that I I don't believe in any veracity in them, but I just feel like in my mind, he never really received like 
a full due process, like opportunity to like I mean, he did contend though, right? with those. And he was acquitted. Uh, yes. And there is also like certain settling and like people being paid. And I think that there's an equivalency to like people settling out of court, meaning guilt. But I, I, I mean, I think it's different for Michael. I, I'm obviously not there. I'm not involved. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a, like, I didn't file any complaints against him, but like, it just, it feels, it feels different for me. I absolutely understand why people have a, people draw a hard line around Michael's music. Um, but it, it it's, for me, Michael exists in a different space than Robert and both of them exist in a different space than Kim's ex-husband. Um, and then like for me, please don't cancel me. Try to love me anyway. I do have issues with it, with believing the allegations. Um, I don't know how long ago it was, not all of the allegations, I specifically mean the two most famous ones. Um, when Oprah's special came out, we talked about this on the show. And I think that Wade is an opportunist. I don't believe him. I have issues with the other man who was featured in that documentary as well. You are not um, alone in those thoughts on this um, podcast. <laughs> and it is racially colored for me. As well. I don't hold Michael Jackson in the same kind of place that I hold other artists that are beloved to me. I'm open to the conversation about Prince being a groomer as much as I love him. He's like the artist for me and I'm willing to have I, I give credence to the notion that he's probably been, he probably did some grooming, but I kind of feel the same way about him as I feel about James Brown, as I feel about Marvin Gaye. They are dead. They don't have an opportunity to like atone or apologize or, or show us any growth patterns. David Bowie, add him to the list. Their allegations did not come to the forefront while they were alive for them to say yay nay whatever for in specifically for michael jackson i am literally talking about the two men featured in the documentary i don't believe them i believe with my whole heart that michael jackson probably did many inappropriate things with children do i believe that they went as far as like penetrative sex i don't know but i know it it was not there was not appropriate adult child relationships going on with him and people and there wasn't appropriate adult supervision in either of those scenarios either which is not an like not an excuse or an enablement but the context is it's not the same as it's not the same as william it's not the same as Ara. Correct. I just, I, I think that there, and like the court case, um, there was just like a lot of, well, tell us what his genitals look like. And I don't know. It just feels very much like he was doing some shit that he should not have done. I will never, I will never falter on how I feel about that. But how I feel about those two in particular, I don't believe it. And I'm sorry if that conflicts with how you feel. Um, I'm not like a huge fan of Michael Jackson's music. Like I don't regularly 
have to hear it. Um, there right. are I, recently I I revisited an album because I was having a discussion in a group chat, but like it's really not a thing for me. It's easy for me if I never by my own choosing listened to his music again it was just two white people making a violent protest and it's always been white people I think you are not a white person um but it's always been white people who have had this like very uh visceral response to Michael Jackson and it always made me kind of (laughs) tight so um I'm I'm obviously like I'm a flawed human and I know that this makes me not ideal for certain people and I understand that and I, I, I it's just how I feel yeah I think you know I I feel similarly I, it, it's always been difficult for me to separate the like the the racism that exists from like from those from those accounts um it's not to put any blame on those children or their parents or their families or to absolve michael of any uh culpability for his participation in those like encounters or like the relationships that he fostered but it it yeah there's some there's something about it that 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 always felt different to me and um i think it, it's you're 100 percent right like Unfortunately, because he's not with us and because there were, I feel like there were so few journalists who tried to like understand the story without sensationalizing it. Like I can absolutely imagine the ways that like Michael would have dissociated and, and not like participated in any of those interviews with any real like honesty or vulnerability because it's like if you feel you're being set up or attacked it's it's like it's a very scary place to be um i i wish that there was someone he trusted that he could like tell his truth to um and he's not with us anymore uh it's so complicated it's really really complicated And I'm also not taking the stance of like, Michael Jackson is not a pedophilic child molester. I'm not taking that stance. Me Um, either. And also there's some new information. I believe Aaron Carter has a biography coming out that will also open up some more allegations. Aaron Carter, unfortunately, has untimely passed away as well. So it's going to be another uh, round of everybody talking about a situation speculating people involved are no longer alive which is unfortunate and i feel like as a victim of sexual assault i never want to be like i don't believe these victims so it's it's always been very complicated for me but unfortunately fortunately whatever i don't believe those two men yeah and you know no no communities are a monolith um unfortunately that is uh an identity that you and i share but yeah it it is um it's always been more complicated for me about michael and again it's not like i don't ever think that people have the right to have feelings about those allegations like totally totally um i'm just saying that for for me i don't have the same hard line and again like i was even like we were saying on the on the episode that like when they played can't tell me nothing it's not like i like yelled at the dj or said boo 
I like had a private moment where I was like, Ooh, this doesn't feel comfortable. But, um, Robert is the only person where I like was in my father's home and I was like, change the song. Same, super same, (laughs) super same. And, uh, you know, but also I, I feel like these, these, these like messy, like no easy answer. It's not a dichotomy of like you're good or you're bad, yes or no. Like these un these like untidy conversations for me feel like really important for us to evolve as people. And so agreed. when I saw the like transcript of the voicemail, I hadn't like listened to it, but when I saw the transcript of the voicemail, I got really excited because I was like, yes, this kind of this kind of engagement actually to me like promotes shared understanding and like empathy and and growth and so i want to say like thank you so much for feeling safe enough to like call in and leave the voicemail and and i like you know i hope it inspires other people to feel like if they have complicated questions about something that we say or they disagree with something or or whatever that they can like call in and respectfully state their opinion and and know that we will respectfully like respond and i i love these kinds of conversations i also want to say like if this means that our relationship is over i i honor that and no hard feelings over here um all right so hit my theme music Oh no. These don't make no goddamn sense. Okay. I think that some of us are watching the World Cup. Yeah, just one of us on this podcast. And we talked a little bit about like how I feel it's hypocritical as an American to take a strong stance about the location because of crimes against humanity and whatnot. Correct. Maybe this motherfucking stoppage time in this tournament, this is a crime against humanity. Normal soccer match, you're gonna get like two, four, maybe five or six minutes of stoppage time. But that's like a lot. That's on the high end. These motherfucking matches have been having like 9, 10, 15. Like they're already playing for 90 minutes. You're extending that 10 more minutes. These dudes are literally like dehydrated, fam. They So I found out that they're having the tournament at this time of year as opposed to summer because it's like 148 degrees in summertime in Qatar. Trying to say it more correctly. Qatar, um, yeah. Uh, and so even now it's like 85 degrees at nighttime for the nighttime matches, but like these men are thirsty. What is we doing with all this stoppage time? I do not understand. And if I see another motherfucking nil, nil draw. You're really upset. The battle of the slave trading colonizers ended in nil, nil. You're really upset. To be specific of which colonizing slave traders I'm speaking of. Because, yes, I did watch the Portugal match, but they played Ghana. I'm talking about America versus England. (laughs) Lord have mercy. 
what is the what is the goings on? Fifteen minutes. You know, I don't know. You know how stoppage time works in soccer. Um, I okay. I'm doing this off the dome, so it is an accumulation of all the time that they like got a pause for penalties and shit. That's correct because they don't have like yes because they don't really have like commercials or timeout or any of that. So look at um, me knowing shit. At you I'm knowing so stuff. excited. Okay, this is me at the U.S. Open. Like, what this mean? <laughs> Did I know? <laughs> Why are they hitting the ball like that? Right, not me knowing something. Um, yeah. So it's just a little bit ridiculous. It's like the the match is already long enough, friends. What yeah, it's ninety down? minutes, baby. What is all this? I don't know, child. Anyway, what's the tea? Um, so I am late. Uh-huh. Always. I'm always late for important moments, for important things. You might Wait, as well can just... I just say one thing before we move on? Because we just like slid into the next topic after that one very difficult conversation. Yeah. I, do, I have to say that like... I didn't see the voicemail until like right before I played it. So I had like no prep time to think about what I was going to say. And I think a lot of times as a podcast listener myself, I tend to have like a snap judgment about what hosts say. And I used to be a person like, if I don't agree with somebody, that's it. I'm cutting them off first, you know, thing or whatever. And now I'm more like, well, what is the totality of this human being? What have they offered me in the past? Can I live through? And sometimes it's like infraction after infraction after infraction. And you finally have to let that person go. And I don't want to be flippant when I say, if this is the end of our relationship, like that would, that would suck. If like somebody was like, I can't listen to their show no more because they're MJ truthers. But I also, I understand. That's all I was trying to say. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I hope, um, I'm curious, like, what the rest of their, like, thought about the conversation was, because they said that they paused in the middle, so I'm curious to see, like, how the rest of our conversation evolved for them, like, for their ears, and, or unfolded, I should say, and then, you know, this, this voicemail. Call us back! Maybe, if you are still listening. (laughs) that's all i want to say it's just like people don't understand like we don't really prep for this show like that and we don't have a prepared statement of what we're gonna say and a lot of times i get real defensive when people like write in about stuff we said because i'm like i'm literally barely there i'm like working controls i'm taking notes or whatever but i want to to be very thoughtful about this subject yeah yeah i i think you know there there is a kind of like off the cuffness that I enjoy about the way that we can just like get on the mic and literally just like yak each other's ear off for 60 minutes every other week. Um, But, you know, that's not to say that like important topics don't deserve consideration. And, and also like, I think there is, I hope you trust that there is like a vulnerability and an honesty in the way that we like are always showing up and and present like in these conversations, especially when we wade into topics where like, where we like, I mean, we all should be evolving and growing anyway, like as humans. Um, And I, I, I think that this, this is, this is growth. And I, I'm, you know, like, 
this is kind of why these sort of parasocial relationships feel sort of tricky to navigate, but also like really deeply meaningful because you get to like have a sort of, you know, often one-sided, but sometimes you can engage relationship with people that you listen to for, for years and years and, and chart their own growth. And I hope that the people that everyone listening um, can like appreciate and understand the sort of uh, self-awareness and like humility in the way that we present our opinions about things, because like we are literally all, like, I mean, you said it there, there are things that both of us have said over the last 10 years, which is crazy. Um, 10 years that have been like, oh, I don't believe that anymore. Oh, I don't think that anymore. Oh, that, oh, okay. My foot tasted real good that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like what, what remains unchanged is our love for each other um, and the like sacrosanctness of, of this space to be a space for like, yes, so much agreement and so much like encouragement and support and like gassing up, but also like the space for safe disagreement, knowing that like at the end of the day, unless the disagreement is rooted in disrespect, which it, I can say, and I hate using terminal modifiers, never is, then there's always a place to come back from. <laughs> what? Yes. No, you know, I know how you feel about never and always. <laughs> Woo! Jesus, I'll break up with a nigga behind always and never. Have and will again. It, it, you, you know, we're just like, like you said, sometimes we're just on here like talking. And, and sometimes I'm very aware of the implications of the shit that we say when we're just on here talking. Because there's like people out here who listen to what we say. And like both of us are very passionate, emphatic speakers. So sometimes it can sound like my, the shit that I say is law. And sometimes it's a joke. And sometimes it's hard to parse which is which. So I do appreciate the like clarity. I just, it was the the like oh no in the in the way that that she asked us because it's gonna hurt to hear like for a lot of people maybe but you know it's like the thing with OJ for like 15 years emphatically I was like team OJ and as I've grown and learned and reevaluated I'm like oh he probably did that shit no he didn't it was his son that's that was that's what I believed from the beginning. His older son, not his son with Nicole. But now yeah, not, that I'm uh, like, yeah. But now that I'm away from it, and there's no like high stakes defending myself as a black person connected to it, I'm like, eh. <laughs> he probably did that shit. No, he didn't. He might have uh, told his son to do it, but OJ and put his hands on that lady. And then he wrote a book called If I Did It. They should have really put his they ass in really, jail. That, that was so fucking stupid. <laughs> they should have just put him in jail off of that. Off the muscle of that idiocy alone. And also, like, uh, I don't want a bunch of, like, Prince is a groomer? Like, friends. Right. So many young women, not necessarily underage, but, like, the way he would bring someone into his fold, it's it smells like grooming. I'm 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 not uh, precious about that. I'm leaving that alone. <laughs> it's fine. He's not a here to defend, he's not here to defend himself. So 
No. And <sighs> and also, you know, yeah. I I no, no. Yeah. What what that what that lady say? Well, next question. See ya. Listen, at this point in life, it is very difficult to find somebody who creates a thing who hasn't done something that rubs up against my moral compass and has it going crazy. Yeah. I mean, including again, us. Including us. What the fuck I do? The old me is dead and gone. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of hours of us talking and shit. I'm I know we've said some really stupid shit. But not maliciously or intentionally and without I feel like I always feel like too, whenever we come back with a deeply like evolved um point of like perspective about something, we acknowledge we're like, I know deep in the archives it's probably some fucking dumbass shit we said, but we don't we don't believe that shit no more. Right. Exactly. And and I think we've also been very proactive about being like, we are not members of XYZ community. Um, if there are members of that community who like are injured or wounded or offended by what we're saying, like charge it to our head and not our heart, and also like engage with us. Like I'm, I, I truly mean, and I'm, I, I, you know, I know I'm a engage with Reggie. Don't engage. Don't know how I respond. <laughs> I know. To engage. Don't engage with me. But like, but obviously, like, but that voicemail was like really respectful, and so I feel like yes. it was very easy to have. Uh, uh, a, an honest conversation from the place of like deep, profound appreciation, like and respect. Um, I ignore text messages from my mother, so like if you come at me crazy, I just won't see it. Like I'm like, what? I didn't. No, you didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. I, I'll leave my mother on red. So, mm-hmm. what were you saying before I um? Were you so rudely, homophobically interrupted me? Oh, wow. What were you saying? Uh, uh, I was saying, I know that I'm late. I'm oh, late yes. to television. Ooh, okay, not so much. <laughs> not so emphatic. <laughs> not so emphatic, ma'am. Um, I'm late to television shows. I'm late to some albums that are not Alex Isley. Um, I'm late to fashion trends. I, d- I still don't know that. how to sew. That's yeah, that's probably not true. Um, and I'm late to movies. I'm so late, you could just basically call me Thomas at this point. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> <laughs> what? In the country, mile fuck is going on right now. I will have you know the last handful of times I've been with Thomas, he have been on time every time. That's true. I haven't seen Thomas in like seventy years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a changed man in his forties. Um, mm-hmm. Not his forty. This is what. <laughs> This why he don't like you. I see it now. I used to think he was being hard on you. Fuck him. <laughs> wow. Um, all of this to say, I just this weekend saw Wakanda Forever. I, baby, I have been meaning to ask. 
You had a lot to say about that lady's song, but not much to say about the film. So I had assumed that you either didn't see it or didn't like it. Uh, you assumed correctly, and it was the first one, not the second one. I Wasn't it think beautiful? Ryan Coogler should Maybe. go down as one of the most incredible, thoughtful, not black storytellers, storytellers, storytellers period. 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 And I think what is so impressive about this movie is like he finds a way to ground this mythical black utopia into the like lived diasporal experience of black people in america and i think that that is such it is such a gift like i could actually cry again mm -hmm. like it is such a gift to black people to see their like their their fantasies considered, to see their futures considered, to see their presence considered, to see their past loved and understood. Um, I, I think like the movie was an incredible allegory. You got these two brown people killing each other within an inch of their life, just like, and the white people just sitting around being like, mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to steal their stuff. Trying to steal both of their shit and they killing each other over the fucking shit. You know what was like so impactful for me was the fact that like as soon as Wakanda found out that there was other vibranium, they were like, okay. Meanwhile, like if it were the colonizers, they'd been like, there's no way they have vibranium. They were just like, okay, he's a credible threat. I believe everything he said. He gonna protect his shit the way we protect our shit. Correct, correct. And also, like, they weren't trying to invade his shit to take his shit. Mm -hmm. The only reason Wakanda wanted any smoke is because he fucking kidnapped Shuri. Mm -hmm. They was Maybe. ready to leave his ass alone. Uh, I'm gonna say this right Kula now. Kaka, Kula Kula, Khan no. with his fine ass. What's his, what's his name? I don't want to uh, say name more because he had love. His name is Tinok. Tinok? No, I mean the character. Oh, uh, Kukukan? Kuk that's that's, that's the, what I was... No, that's the serpent god. His name is Namor. But they say, he said his enemies call him Namor because it means the child Not without love. Not his enemies. I think his pe his own people called him that. Uh-uh, they call him the other, the... The Kukukan. Yeah, 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 that. Uh, but I but I thought I thought the name was, oh, oh no, the name was given to him after he beat them people up and... Yeah, everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah. The white El man. Nino Sinamor. Yeah, that that. Sorry that, about I don't my call offensive Spanish accent. Um, you better go on Duolingo. Okay, I've, I haven't been in so long. They're gonna be like, oh, mm -hmm. they're like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and also like, speaking of like changing your opinion about somebody, I was super annoyed with Letitia Wright after reading all the things about this and that and the third. And she's been like, you know, I said some stupid shit. I, I liked some homophobic content, but that's not how I roll. I, and I think that there's, this is the thing that really annoys me about social media. Everybody sees the fuck up. Nobody sees the walk back. Nobody sees the trying in between because you don't allow people to. Well, it's to not even that, it's that I, that's like they don't pay attention to the, the walk back either. Right. Because you pay attention to the double down and the triple down. That makes news. Right. The apology, the walk back, the work, the atonement. That never makes news. Why is that not hot in the streets? Right. Like, you know, my problematic fave, 
every time I bring him up, there's always somebody who has to be like, I'm the blackity blackest person. And there's no way I'm listening to Mr. David Duke Dick. I'm like, okay, that was in 2008. Two. Correct. Zero. Zero. Eight. And since then, he like took a break from the media and then like literally went on an apology tour every Correct. night because everybody in his band was black and he must have got his ass dragged from here to <laughs> whatever. But I'm not going to carry water for a white man. So say what you want about John Mayer. I'm just saying facts are facts, America. It's not like he's been saying stupid shit over and over and over. It's like Taylor Swift. I don't have a problem with that lady, especially since the main beef I had with her has to do with that man and his ex-wife, and it's been proven false. My issue is with her fans. Correct. However, them hoes out here fighting a good fight with Ticketmaster because when these Beyonce tickets drop, it's going to be a motherfucking problem. And they're already sewing it's gonna be a problem for us. So one in the W column for the Swifties from me. It's going to be a problem for sure. For sure. But yes, Wakanda Forever. So I listened to, I'm sure there are way more episodes out now, but Charmaine had posted that episode of um, Tanahasi's podcast about the movie. Um, and basically he interviewed Ryan, who said that Chad died like two weeks after he finished the script for Wakanda Forever. So he had to scrap Fuck. it and start from scratch not only like as an artist you've got to completely change your vision the but, entire shit but in deep mourning for your brother he said that he found out that chad was sick like when we did basically and that the entire time he's known that man he's been sick and he said like looking back things about him made so much more sense after that like he would get super cold in the water scenes and shit like that but like he just he he had no idea and and that to me is like kind of sad it's deeply uh, sad but because of the industry i get it i fully get it yeah yeah, I mean, I, I so uh, I was saying about the character, but like I just I I thought the 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 story that he wrote about these two like communities of color with profound, you know, racial trauma, mm. um, like. That, that we basically watched the whole movie with them like fighting each other. And ultimately what like, they still kept um, his secret until uh, Shuri was gone. Right. Like they didn't say shit. They could have gone, they could have ratted him out to um, uh, what a name, Martin Freeman. I don't know the character name. Um, Agent um, Ross. Yeah, him. They, but they didn't do that, um, and and they like really fought to protect um, old girl from MIT. Um, Riri Williams. Her, her, yeah. I, I just it it was it was such an incredible movie. I 
I cried so many times. So um, many times. Every time they showed Chad, it was in it was in complete silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I was just like, that is so hard. And that cold open of like Ugh. Um, Ugh. her trying to do the DNA sales and Trevor Noah being like 10% confidence. I'm like, no, Trevor Noah, like what's wrong? No. And then- <laughs> Is that Trevor Noah? <laughs> yeah, nigga. <laughs> I figured it out like 10 minutes in the movie. I was like, that's motherfucking Trevor Noah. No. Get out of here. No fucking clue. Um. And, you know, just all those clips of him and it just, wow. But like the grief alone, the movie was, the movie was incredible. They, they had to kill Auntie Angela like that. Spoiler alert, friend. Child, the movie been out for a month. Ain't no, you just saw it. I had shit to do. <laughs> you don't think other people have shit to do? You can't do that. That's a huge plot point. Is that oh huge? Yes, it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I'm going to just name the show. There is a huge Wakanda Forever spoiler in the show. Um. Well, I saw on uh, Eloner um, that... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's great. Um, that someone was like, here's why the Michael B. Jackson cameo. And I was like, nigga, what? Here you go again. <laughs> that was, that, that was like, that, that article came First of all, out. that's not his name. What did I say? Michael B. Jackson, didn't I? <laughs> didn't I? You did. I sure did. I no more spoilers. I what I'm going to say is, uh, if they do not give Angela Bassett a motherfucking Correct. Oscar nomination, and I'm not seeing her her name on any of the like lists, and I'm really upset about it. Because one thing I appreciated about this movie, and I'm not saying that the other superhero films aren't well acted, because obviously they've got some great actors in those movies, but the acting in this here film? Correct. Mama put on a clinic. A clinic. A clinic. That scene in the UN, like at the beginning of the fucking Baby. movie, I was like, wrap it up flat screen. Baby. Like, it's just so incredible. So incredible that work, those costumes. The, the fucking like, costumes. And I, and I, when I left the movie, first of all, I fucking accidentally bought a ticket to the 4D experience and it was like a three hour roller coaster ride the night before I was getting on a plane. So it was like turbulence and water shooting at you and shit. I accidentally bought a ticket to the one where the screen goes to the walls. Like it's not just one screen, oh. but the, like it's like immersive. And I was like, oh that what that's why this bitch was twenty five dollars. Right. They could have kept they could have kept that. Yeah, this was too there was like bright I'm like, we live in America where people be shooting up movie theaters. You can't be like bright lighting and shooting air and shit at me. Like right. very traumatic. Um, but the seats moving, I was like, it was just funny 
to the point of ridiculousness. I picked up my drink as soon as the first jolt happened. And then like when the spray and shit, like thankfully I was texting y'all like water. Cause I had a fresh blowout. Okay. Um, and I put my hood on because there was a couple of unoccupied seats in front of me and that shit was just spraying like actual water. It feels unsanitary in the time of COVID. Where's the water coming from? How long is it Correct. in the seat? I have questions. And me and the dude I was sitting next to, a stranger, I did not know him. He looked at me. He was like, my nerves are bad. I'm like, same, same friend. <laughs> like, what is going on? Correct. Um, I did not enjoy that part. So I was like, maybe I should go see it again because I was very distracted from most of the movie because I'm like, why why am I on a ride? Correct. But I loved it. I loved it very much. And I'm, I as soon as it was over, I was like, I can tell people are not going to like this because there was a lot of exposition and talking. What? There was, there was, that movie was, there was, I have no notes for that movie. No notes. No notes. N- n- zero notes. It was a little long, but like, eh. I like it a little long. Uh, depends. Depends on the I mean, situation. I saw, I saw Tar, and that was also like an incredible piece of filmmaking, and it was a little long. No, you have to, you have to, you have to see Tar. You have to see Tar. Tar is like, they, yeah. Okay. Um, there is some like. Catherine do be speaking multiple languages. And I also that before I get off of Ryan, um huh. and <laughs> before <laughs> I'm never gonna get off Ryan, baby. Baby, baby. He the fact that he learned to swim for that for movie. The film, because he had, he was like, if my actors have to do it. Like I love him. I love him. I love him so much. And he's truly, like, truly, 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 truly an incredible storyteller. And people say that they will never watch Fruitvale Station. And I'm here to tell you, as a person who, like, knew people on the train that night, who passed by that station every day on the train. Correct. Who lived in the same city as Oscar Grant. Correct. Watch the movie. Watch the fucking movie. Watch the movie. It's a good fucking movie. Right. Because if you want to talk about trauma associated with that news event, I have it. Like one of Baby, my friends sent video from inside the motherfucking train that night. So like I have the trauma. I've got it. And the movie did not put me in a place where I experienced trauma over and over again. Correct. Um, I, I think that like that that convention where we see text messages on the screen, I do believe that was the first time I had ever seen it was in that movie in Fruitvale Station. I I think so. I mean, I don't remember that convention anywhere before that. Like he he's he needs he needs his flowers. Totally agree. He needs his flowers. Um, Tar is incredible. You have to see. You have to see it. Like Kate Blanchett is like. Well, doing you know, her don't miss she really doesn't and i will not spoil this one um Jesus. there's a the the movie is incredible she has this like legendary breakdown scene it's like holy fuck and then there's this one two minute scene and i literally could have just like pissed myself i was just like what the fuck 
the movie is incredible and she's incredible. And this man who wrote this, who wrote and directed this movie did it all like over the pandemic. Oh, wow. I was like, I just masturbated and learned how to spatchcock, but you know, <laughs> I got a tattoo, but this man wrote like an incredible, like an incredible film. I love that. Uh, okay. What's the tea, ho? The tea is... Because I don't want to talk about Robin. I do. <laughs> I thought you might. Not, not specifically about her, actually. I'm not as mad as Robin, at Robin as everyone else is. Um, I like Robin sitting in to her villainy, actually. And I don't want to, not even for a minute, breathe on the discussion of colorism, please. Correct. Be be doing that somewhere else. I don't have anything to say about that. Correct. Um, I did not deny that colorism exists, but it's just not a, it's not a conversation I want to have, uh, me, myself, personally. And I don't want to have it with Andy Cohen, and I don't want to have it on Bravo. Girl, I think that Robin is one of those people who learns a new word and then runs that shit into the ground. Mia. <laughs> Drag her. Mia is wrong. A doofus. Period. I think that she needs, she's maladjusted. Like something. In nah, the- nah, bitch. You can't say that. She run a chiropractic uh, company. What does she, Not- what do she, what do she run? <laughs> now you say she maladjusted. <laughs> I said I what I said. Uh, exactly. That's what I want to know too. You maladjusted. That's bitch. what I want to know too. Something she is, is not wrong. just the CEO. She is the number one client. <laughs> there is something wrong with that lady. I also think that she has studied the housewives and came on the show wanting to like be a fan favorite and turn oh, into the villain. She be lying like. She I don't be lying. Robin was like, where's the lump on your ass, baby? Baby. <laughs> she I but so all of that, like I understand because I had to have treatment in a cancer center. I don't have cancer. I've had some lumps tested, whatever, but like, where is the lump, baby? Where's the lump? She lies. She is a purveyor of wolf tickets. Um, <laughs> she's also not smart. And sometimes she is not smart. And sometimes when people lack intelligence, they're immediately defensive because I think in a world where you don't understand a lot of shit, you probably think you're being attacked a lot more often than you actually are. Correct. I don't like Wendy, period. I think that she's a fucking clown for the way that she was acting as well. How you gonna throw somebody being a boss in their face with, you talking like this? Are you a 1940s villain, a gangster? Why your why your mouth all seized up on once you get the bells palsy? You got the rap hands. You don't know what stereotype you wanna be. Um, she no one can turn themselves into a victim the way that that lady did. Mia did all of the things and she turned it into her being the victim. I think like, it is. When, like Wendy was minding her business. Mia uh, called. Was Mia. she? Well, yeah, Wendy, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, Mia did, Mia did everything. She brought Wendy up to Peter. She brought like, 
I hate when women <coughs> use their husband as a fucking weapon against other women. Like the only man I have to is my husband. Like, okay, thanks. Um, but Mia, again, I will say, is wrong. She did everything wrong. The she only did everything thing, wrong. The only reason why I'm not as mad as Robin and y'all are is because the point that Robin was making was if you don't want to fight, then why are you asking for a fight? And because Mia is stupid, she was able to be goaded and she did exactly what Wendy wanted her to do. Now, the fact that she put hands on Wendy, I don't fuck with it. Because they I are mean, reacting. She didn't put hands on Wendy. She hit she her. She threw a drink and then she swung her purse and windmilled her. She she made contact? Yes, with her purse. Oh, well, then not. I didn't see she made contact. But the, the, drink, thro- the drink throwing is what would have got me uh out of character yes and i don't take me anywhere because if i'm your friend and you throw a drink at somebody i'm gonna laugh at the person who threw the drink at the whole situation (laughs) why are we throwing drinks why are we throwing drinks drinks? because like honestly if you want to if you want to throw something throw a hand because maybe don't don't you're just making a mess not everybody's wet and production, give them motherfucker as an Emmy for that Matrix edit on the, the drink throw. Like, no, Karen, they they deserve they deserve an Emmy. Give them their things, and they asked Karen why she didn't get it, and she said, "Cause God loves me." Like, the only person I have no fault with is motherfucking Karen. Like, the the grand dame remains in her reign. So, like, this is my my thing. So, Mia. She said that she's disrespecting her husband. She's talking about her husband. And I'm going to defend Wendy here. She don't really need my defense. She got four degrees. But she said, "Me, maybe you and your husband play like that. Me and my husband don't play like that. That was the only thing she said about her husband. That was before, the only thing she Before said. the drink got thrown. She started talking shit after the drink got thrown. Because, yes, bitch, you throw a drink. Like, again, I'm going to agree with Candace. You throw a drink at me, I'm taking your edges home. Correct. It's the and it's this thing, but then Candace goes into her victimhood and she's like, I just don't think that you can do anything to any but some people don't think that you can say anything to somebody. Correct. You can't because doing something, saying something is doing something, baby. Like let's mm-hmm. let us not pretend that words don't that words won't be the reason your ass gets the dog walked on. And I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm fully aware that it is not okay to hit somebody, but I'm just saying, of course, if you say some shit to somebody, one of the reactions, they might bust you in your mouth. Consequences are a real thing. And that's not to say that consequences excuse the original act of aggression, but like Mia was dead country fucking ass wrong for calling Peter involving the group in Peter's alleged beef with Wendy, not going to Wendy first, not mitigating the beef, she wanted to get the tea so that she could get more people against Wendy because she knew Robin was already on her motherfucking bullshit. And really, when the whole thing is, is Peter didn't reply to Wendy. And another reason why I'm not mad at Robin, because they were like, what is the difference between this, this, and this? And she was like, because I don't like Wendy. <laughs> Baby, if you gonna be one thing, please be honest. And she was. I don't Correct. like that. Now bitch. Giselle can't be honest. 
Giselle need the. Ugh, she just bothers the. Giselle gotta go. She bothers me. I don't think she gotta go, but I I turned in my stand card for her like midway season four. Um, but Mia is delusional. Mia has lost her motherfucking mind. And I'll say this: I again, I agree with Robin. You don't want to fight, but you all oh, this in a bitch face, and so clearly you want to fight, and that's okay because somebody threw a drink at you. You you that is a response you wanting to fight, but don't try to act like you didn't do anything. Yes, Mia was wrong. Mia is the aggressor, but the entire time, Wendy in her face like, what's she gonna do? What's she gonna let her go, bitch? What are you gonna do, Miss Four Degrees and John Hopkins? You fighting, bitches? That's what you're doing. So you're making right. fun of she another bitch for being a gutter snipe. Snape and you're doing the same fucking shit. You met she her in not, the gutter. She did not de-escalate. And I and and here's the thing. I she don't, don't have always, to. She don't have to. Correct. I was just I was just about to say it was not her responsibility to de-escalate. It wasn't Karen's either. No, it, it's no, absolutely not. It's that like if anybody the the participation in the argument belongs to the people the person who started it and the initial target. Now, if people want, if people feel the need to jump in or whatever, that's on them. If you come with me and and you try to get aggressive with me, like, and you catch me in the right moment, I might not de-escalate. Now, my personality is to like avoid conflict because apparently I am also conflict diverse. Baby, <laughs> oh, you wanna get it started? Oh, that's what you wanna do. <laughs> Come on, all stars. Let's get all started. Um, no, it 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 de- it depends. You know, I'm 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 burst. Like you may catch me and I'm the wrong one, or you may catch me and I'm the right. And one. I'm the right one, okay. And it's and just... really, the moral of the story is like don't don't ask, like just don't do it. Like just don't do it. But obviously, right. for television, you're trying to like start an argument or whatever. And it's so obvious that Mia is a fan of the show and has no mm-hmm. storyline because she's like desperately grasping at shenanigans to try to like be a talking point. Like bringing, sh- like inviting Sharice to Karen's birthday weekend is like raggedy, hacky, raggedy. And I, th- I just feel like I agree with everybody. Like Giselle had a fucking hired security and wouldn't be in the same room as, as Monique. Monique, but Mia was like a raging bull and everybody's just okay with it. Like, I get it. You don't like also, Wendy, but like... Sharice had to hold Robin back from stepping to Wendy. And did. And did. But that's the thing. Robin knows that she not going to do nothing. But the person you're hurling yourself at, they don't know you're not going to do nothing. Right. I just, I think they're all whack. I don't really like anybody. Uh, I like Karen because I think she's funny. I don't hate Ashley as much as everybody. And I'm coming around on Candace. I think that she's like messy and- You're coming around on Candace? This is the thing about Candace. I think that she is very, she was very jealous of Ashley, uh, especially with the like kid thing. And I think that once she sorts through those feelings of jealousy- because you see, as soon as Ashley said she was leaving Michael, she was immediately ready to be friends with her. But then she was also immediately re- ready with something in the clip for her. So she's just 
messy. She's just messy. I don't think that she's got like, I don't love her. I'm not going to go see her at the city winery, but I don't have beef with her no more. Yeah. Oh, was like, what is she with, doing at the city my winery? Beef but is I forgot she was. Gizzard. My beef is going to always be with Gizzard. Who is Gizzard? Giselle. Oh, yeah. No. I, I, she's been tacky. She's been tacky. She's been a hater. She's been jealous. She's been, um, as Serena Williams famously said, unattractive inside. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think that there's a she she holds her place it, as a as a Bravo celebrity. There was a time when I loved Giselle. She's I think she does a lot of shit for for the camera, and I'm not. But I don't really like quote unquote a lot of what these women are are presenting on camera. Yeah, I I mean I'm definitely in the whole like Mia Wendy argument. I'm on like I. I'm on Wendy's side, but Wendy, Wendy should have made better decisions. I think that like, you can't, you can't really like be like, you should have made a better decision after somebody threw some shit at you. I, I just, my point is that I agree with Robin saying, if you don't want to fight, then why are you instigating a fight? Correct. Because whatever word Robin was saying that she antagonistic. Girl, shut up. I think that she was she was mad and she responded in that way, but it was like a little bit hypocritical to me for her to be like, I'm so offended and this is so unclassy and ghetto, but you're like right there participating in the ghetto shit. Like let it be what it is. Now we two bitches fighting. It's not a class war. We're just about to fight. Right. I, I mean, like, I think in that moment, because I, if I knew that I was on a television show and like all this shit was happening, if someone threw a drink in that, I was like, you're a fucking whack bitch, and I would just walk away. I don't know what I would do. Because <laughs> I, I think, it, yeah, especially if I know I'm on television, and, like, now, would we have a conversation, we maybe need to have a conversation, like, off-camera? Potential. But, like, you're a whack, like, you, I'm, I'm going to be on camera calling you, like, oh, you're throwing a drink at me? You're a fucking whack bitch. You're a whack bitch. And now the way that production is responding to Wendy, it's fucked up. It's like, I, I I mean, like Candace was taken seriously, maybe because she, her, the, her aggressor made contact is the difference, but nobody has even like sniffled at fining or removing Mia. Like she just got to be there for the rest of the week and nobody, not even, no production came from BTS and was like, baby, you cannot be throwing shit at people. Nobody. You can't be swinging your purse at people. You can't be like, you know, so that's whack to me. It, it's like it's giving older sibling syndrome where they think that like all the responsibility like falls to the older, like to the mature person to to always behave inscrutably in situations. And it's like, no, she got the right one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho. To uh, quote the Vixen, don't be mad about how I react if you're not telling her how to act. That's that part. That part. I don't have any problem with the way Wendy reacted. My problem is with her trying to call somebody out for being classless and ghetto and whatever, but you right there doing the ghetto shit with her. Correct. Uh hey boo. Yeah, go ahead. Uh 
I have not really been watching a ton of sports. And then one night the Warriors lost by a fucking ridiculous amount of points. And I was like, what the fuck? So, uh, yeah, what the fuck? Warriors, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> what in the fuck are y'all doing? But they've, you know, come back or whatever. My Hebrew hey actually is Canon Curry. Um, because, because almost every time you see him, he's about to punch somebody in their face and Draymond came up and get like a fist bump from him. And the way this little boy cocked back, like he was about to give Draymond a taste of his own medicine. Hey, boo. <laughs> You're terrible. You know, violence is not the answer until it is. <laughs> but sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Cannon Wardell Jack Curry. <laughs> Not Wardell. Oh, he's a cancer. Of course he is. <laughs> Listen, we don't like to fight, but we will. <laughs> and you? Uh, my hey boo is uh Felix Oje Aliasim uh over the weekend. He won his 60th match of the year. OJ? No. <laughs> I thought you said OJ. That's how you pronounce his first oh, gotcha, of, gotcha, of his gotcha, gotcha. hyphenated last names. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but Canada, he's a Canadian tennis player. Um, he, they won the Davis Cup. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm all, again, rooting for everybody Black. Um, and I hope that him winning this like major team competition for his country helps propel him to be able to like, you know, handle business on his own on the tennis court. I don't think he's like quite ready to win a Grand Slam yet, but like, you know, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Um, meanwhile, on Twitter, oh, this Lord. man and his mother did the first dance at the wedding and they were doing like a slow dance, but then like record scratch and it, they did the cuff it challenge and they're black and his mother can't dance. So the internet had things to say. Oh no. Um, they said she ripped this cape off to dance like a dinosaur. Oh no. <laughs> did you see the video? No. I have put it in one of the chats, I thought. Um, I'm going to send you the video right now. I also, um, I, I don't think I'll be able to find the tweet because it's deep in here, but somebody said she danced like she just got arms for the first time. Oh, no. <laughs> he eventually responded like, I cannot believe I, got, I went viral and my mama <laughs> getting dragged. Um, absolutely no reason that she looked like she doing this at that man's wedding. Mama gave us marionette and two Luffy, and it's from the the NSYNC video when they were marionettes. Oh no! Oh no! Oh you, no! Yes, oh, yes. No. <laughs> somebody said no. She oh, she looked like a Sim. Jesus. They somebody said she danced like Sita. Ma'am took off her waist cape and said, Here goes nothing, and meant it. 
Oh, neither of them can dance. Oh my God. She took that dress off like she was about to eat. Beautiful gown though. Yeah. What is they didn't practice? They did. That that was from the practice. Oh, here it goes. She danced like this her first time having arms. <laughs> my God. Respectfully, why does she even need to take the skirt <laughs> off? It didn't help her one bit. Oh my God. When she started they dancing. Said, Wait, I know y'all ripping the mama to pieces, but what is her son doing? The apple is literally right next to the tree. <laughs> when she started dancing, I said, I'll just focus on how fine she is. <laughs> oh. And then somebody posted that comment. I love her lack of energy. Go, girl. Give us nothing. They said, where well, Ariel got her legs. <laughs> I love the transition, but as black people, I am so disappointed and pointed and kind of annoyed. Oh. Su super cute, but both of y'all sat down right now. <laughs> you can't act like you about to fuck it up and then move like a GTA character. <laughs> they dance alike, nothing moving but shoulders. He really thought she was about to eat. It is a picture of Ilanya stares in black disbelief. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in the bush and weep. They said she giving Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> the cuff it challenge is literally one of the easiest challenges ever. Just a little one two bop. So to see people struggling with it as bad as they do is very upsetting. The cuff it challenge got y'all struggling worse than the damn milk cart challenge. And this shit is super easy. Like the hardest part is starting at the same time as the damn music. Correct. Um, I have never heard the clean version of Cuff It by Beyonce. What are the lyrics? Which is interesting to me because the the explicit version is the one that went viral. I'm like, y'all got grandma and the pastor and everybody talking about we getting fucked up tonight. Correct. They said they dancing like the monsters stole their talent. <laughs> they said God said you could either have rhythm or be beautiful. <laughs> oh no she dances like a giraffe in stilts that is terrible <laughs> <laughs> why she dances like she uh, didn't shave under her arms <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 someone said, I just knew Nicole Murphy was going to eat. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you can tell they grew up around white people. Ain't nobody white. Oh, the bride is white. She right there in the background, too. I don't know that she's white, but she's not black. You heard what I said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I know she happy, but damn, I'm pissed. <laughs> More proof that we used to be monkeys? Who wrote this? That is terrible. Uh, somebody said, was this in reverse? They said she danced like the people in the medication commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Here he goes. Well, my first time going viral and my mom is getting chopped on relentlessly. <laughs> 
He said, I might need to make a OnlyFans now, but once again, I'm a realtor. If you're trying to buy, sell, or rent in the greater Houston area, hit my line. Baby, the only thing I'm hitting your line with is the number two, the nearest. Dance <laughs> Arthur <to> Murray. <laughs> because y'all should have figured this shit out before the wedding day, baby. Not them saying Robin Dixon 15 years ago. Oh my God. Okay, this is it. Well, in her defense, you can't dance either, but y'all look amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile on Twitter. We gonna fuck up the night. Um, I also was one of the people who thought she was saying black lives. What? <laughs> lives oh my god <laughs> the regular lyric don't make no damn sense either <laughs> oh my god anyway hoes we um are reviewing recapping uh the canada versus the world installment of drag race over on our patreon I am going to be doing a review of The Big Brunch with my guys from Stays Crunchy and Milk. It'll be on our creme patissier feed in not this week, but maybe next week. We're going to start. The Big Brunch is on HBO Max, EP hosted, created by Dan Levy. It's incredible. I love it. Um, also, we have the Big Dummy Awards coming up this holiday season. Who did I'm I say sad. last time? Who did I want to add last time? Uh, somebody from Love is Blind. Oh, SK and them. Yeah, I'm sad they're not doing the 12, the 12 Dates of Christmas this I season. I know. But we're, we're going to find a way to, to we're going to get over. Also, um, Falling for Christmas is cute as fuck. Lindsay Lohan is back, bitches. Oh, oh. Uh, Noel Diary, cute as fuck. Freddie Prince Jr., they let him be Mexican. I love it. Love it. Um, if you have any good Christmas wrecks, send them your way, because I'm I'm in it. My friend Zinzi is in this one movie on Netflix. It's some Christmas movie about some singer and uh Oh, I think that's Freddie Prince Jr., right? Yeah. What, he the Wait, dad, who's he the, your friend? Who's your friend? Her name is Zenzi. She's the, the girl's agent. <gasps> I fucking loved her, and I wanted every outfit they had her in on that goddamn show. She was so good. Yeah, she's Ooh, great. That show. Uh, yes, and then there's also the Enchanted sequel. Disenchanted? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, our our hometown hero, James Monroe Iglehart, might be in that one. No surprise. Right. Booked and busy. Listen, the mortgage is due. And is. All right. That's it. Uh, Please, again, sorry if you have to cancel us because of MJ. I understand. I, I hope you stay, though. Thank you so much for the feedback. Thank you all for listening. Um, And uh, I think Pastor Goliath. This is the day that the Lord has made. But it is not the day for you to try it. Bye. Bye. Bye.